Welcome to day 20 of the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about an indie horror film from 2016 called The Barn. And the basic premise of this one is Halloween 1989, Sam and Josh are enjoying what's left of their final devil's night before graduating from high school. Trouble arises when the two pals and a group of friends take a detour on their way to a rock concert. They find an old abandoned barn and awaken the evil that lurks inside. It's up to Sam and Josh to protect their friends and defeat the creatures that lurk within the barn. So this is a kind of interesting one. I know I mentioned on yesterday's episode that terror films has kind of become one of my um, favorite indie producers of independent horror film. And they've really kind of been striking a good note with some of these movies. And this is one of them, although I I think I might end up a little bit more lukewarm than others on this one. There's still plenty to enjoy. And pardon if I sound a little congested. I've got a little bit, I think, of a cold going on right now. Uh, So any apologies for sniffling or coughing. Um, But we're going to go ahead and and play the trailer here for you and, and give you guys a taste of what this movie is about. Films. Meet Sam, Josh, Michelle, Russell, Chris, and Nikki as they embark on a Halloween night they'll never forget. The Barn. The legend of the barn isn't just a campfire story anymore. It's something far worse. <laughs> the Barn. What happens every year when the harvest moon shines its brightest is about to happen again and again and again. All they wanted was a Halloween they'd never forget. What they got was a night they prayed to survive. This Halloween. Not a thing away from the pup. Trick or treat. Smell my feet. Scare me to death. And die. Starring Mitchell Mussolino, Will Stout, Lexi Drips, Cortland Woodard, Nikki Darling, Nicholas Joshua, and Richard Bellock. The Barn. Coming soon to video cassette. All right, guys, so let's talk about this one. So um, this one, it, it opens up. I'm just going to go ahead and kind of describe about the, the opener. Uh, so it's the opening scene is set in about 1959. Uh, you have the town of Weary Falls uh, doing their kind of annual uh, harvest hootenanny, as the pastor likes to call it, and gives them a kind of set of rules to the kids about trick-or-treating and these two uh, young kids, one boy and one girl, uh, George and Shirley, uh, kind of break the rules a little bit, but they're kind of deliberately led astray. As Shirley even says, well, there's a a uh, lit jack-o'-lantern, and that means that there's candy there, and maybe even though they were told to stay away from the barn, that 
they are these uh, kind of contest winners if they're brave enough to go and uh, knock on the door and, and do trick or treat. So George stays back and she goes and Shirley goes up to the door of the barn, knocks on it and is greeted by three demons and they proceed to kill her and George goes runs off. And then the movie jumps to the present time of 1989. Um, so these demons are, are the most, I think, in- interesting part about this movie, but they're also, uh, they, there's background tried that is tried to be given to them, uh, but they don't think it does quite a good job. But they are the most interesting parts about this movie. So you have uh, the boogeyman who's kind of like a miner, uh, you have Hollow Jack, who is uh, my favorite out of the three. I like his design and I like his effects a lot. Whose head is like a jack-o'-lantern and he uh, can kind of jump from pumpkin to pumpkin. And then you have, uh, I know I'm not going to have his name right, but I think it's the Candy Corn Scarecrow. And it's Candy Corn Teeth. And um, they are basically tasked with and anyone that knocks on on the barn door and says trick or treat three times uh, to basically walk amongst the earth until midnight and uh, consume flesh for the devil. So they are they are the interesting parts about this movie, although at the same time, they're a little bit weak because they, they do get a little bit of background about what type of like demons they are or what their purpose was in hell or what their purpose is even on earth. But at the same time, they're just not developed fully enough for my liking. Um, and as you heard in the trailer, like you heard them kind of announce the cast, the main three, which are uh, Mitchell Mussolino as Sam, Will Stout as Josh and Lexi Drips as uh, Michelle, are the best out of the group of the the teenagers. Um, so. Sam and and Josh are kind of uh, tasked with having to collect uh, canned goods or any type of goods for basically a food drive for the local church. Um, There's an incident kind of at the beginning of the film where Sam scares um, Mrs. Barnhart, played by the great Linnea Quigley, if you're not familiar with her from Night of Demons and uh, Return of the Living Dead, and uh, she was an extra in one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and she's pretty much a horror icon if you're familiar with a lot of horror films. She's done a bunch of uh, cameos and and uh, roles within horror, and I think if you even go back to, um, oh gosh, I'm going to get that name wrong, some sorority sisters and the oh, Slimo... Gutterball thing. I, I know I have that wrong. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, and then you actually also have a cameo from Ari Lehman, who played the original uh, Jason in um, Friday the 13th. And uh, so it's really great to kind of see them. And, and this film really is kind of a celebration of 80s horror. And it's it shows like... I can give this movie a lot of credit. It has a lot of heart in it, but the low budget really, really shows. And I think that that was, in my opinion, a little bit of a a letdown from this one because I wanted to like it a lot more than I think I ended up um, overall liking it. Like I liked 
the concept. I like the story, but I think they just had some weaknesses that um, just didn't quite work out for me. And the name of that movie is Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl Bowl-O-Rama. That was one of uh, Joe Bob's uh, movies when they were relaunching his show on Shudder. Uh, it's a really weird but interesting uh, 80s horror flick. But this movie definitely tries to emulate the the horror aspect or the horror feel of the 80s. Uh, it's filmed kind of like a, it's like it's on a grainy camera. There's even kind of some um, like flare, like a like a flare on a reel. There's even cigarette burns in, in the corner. If you're familiar with how um, like 35 millimeter film and film reels were handled uh, and spliced together for when they switch reels. Uh, so like, I, I really appreciate them trying to bring the eighties aesthetic and trying to celebrate eighties horror. Cause that's my favorite decade of horror. So I got to give it a lot of credit for that and a lot of heart, but your main three of Sam, Josh and Michelle are the best out of the, th- out of the main characters. You know, Chris is kind of the jock, uh, throwaway type character. Nikki's kind of the bad girl, uh, she's also very much a throwaway killer uh, character, and uh, Russell is just also a throwaway uh, character. You know, it's kind of giving into the basic horror trope that you that the black guy is always the first one to get killed. Um, so, one other aspect I really like about this film is that it explores the town. Now, where I think the film could have done a little bit better is that these characters are not from Weary Falls. They're from basically like the town next door. And so Sam knows kind of the legend about the barn from his grandfather. And um, it's basically because they got this task that they have to do. And there's a concert on the way and they have to pass through that town that they all really want to go to. Um that they end up kind of in the Weary Falls area. And you do get to explore Weary Falls a little bit, and I always like that when it comes to horror, if you've got this town that's kind of affected by this kind of curse, although you don't really know that it's a curse until kind of later on in the film, and it's and it's actually not so much as a curse, but no one really acts like this is something that happens almost every year. Uh, and you get the impression later on in the film that it's a yearly occurrence every Halloween. So uh, I think they could have done a little bit better on that, but you do get to get to see a little bit of the town interactions with characters from the town. And that's an aspect I like a lot, like in um, Freddy's dead, the final nightmare, one aspect that I wish that they would have gone further, but they did it in that movie as well is um, uh, you've got to explore Freddy's town and you got to kind of see the aftermath of what his uh, terror has wrought on, on, on the city. So I, I really kind of like that aspect when they explore it in other movies as well. Um, one kind of another an, an analogous film that I'm thinking of is like the crazies, both the remake and the original George A. Romero. Like they both took certain aspects of, um, that I wanted in each movie and I wish that they would have been in the same movie. So in the original, it focuses more on the military aspect of things, uh, dealing with what's going on in the town. Whereas then in the remake, 
they explore more of the town and and the characters within the town and kind of leave more of the military aspect out of it. And I kind of wish we would have a nice uh, blending of both. So with this one, you get a little bit of it there, but you don't get a whole lot of it. And uh, one issue I kind of also have is that the pastor is the same pastor from the beginning and it's 30 years and he's not really a spring chicken in the beginning sequence. So I would say he was like, it would have to almost be like 90 at the point of the, of the movie for the rest of the events. And that was a little hard for me to break my suspension of disbelief. But, um, this has a lot of low budget effects when it comes to the kills, although they don't hide kills. Like they are, they are trying their best and I got to give them some credit for that. But I think a lot of it, they could have just maybe held it back a little bit more. Um, they aren't working with a big budget. So I like that they're practical effects versus really cheap CGI. But at the same time, when you're doing that many kills and that many uh, blood effects, you need to kind of pick and choose your moments. But they do have a nice kind of little massacre scene and in, inside um, a, a little kind of like town hall Um where our characters like take a uh, take a little bit of a break and they learn more of the backstory from the grown up version of George from the beginning, who kind of explains to them what happened and what he tries to do to prevent anybody else from um, dying, pretty much. And he, he has his own motivations for trying to stop the events from happening. So I really do like it. I, I, I think it feels kind of like the eighties. Um, and it, and if it's not particularly scary, but it, it's definitely like a creature feature, uh, movie that you've seen in the eighties. And a lot of those movies weren't necessarily scary, but they had cool creatures, cool kills. And this one kind of walks that fine line a little bit. I really kind of like the, the Sam and Josh moment where they kind of deciding to become warriors and trying to stop it. And it's kind of like a fun sequence kind of reminds me of monster squad a little bit. And so, um, there, the relationship with Josh and, and Sam is really a factor. I liked a lot in the film, even if I found some of the writing a little bit to be weak. Um, I, I've totally bought into their friendship. So they, they feel like best friends. They act like best friends. They act like they're in it together. And when they do have kind of a clashing moment, it feels real. It feels like it's earned. And, and a lot with the relationship with Michelle, too, because it's a character that Sam has a crush on, uh, isn't quite sure how to express his feelings. And because of like this events going on, they manage to get a whole group together. And it gives Sam and Michelle a chance to kind of... Um, explore their relationship a little bit. So, uh, I, I did like it, but I think it needed some more, uh, more budget for better effects. Uh, although I kind of like the eighties aesthetic with the shooting style, the grainy camera a little bit, I think it, I think it was a way for them to kind of hide some of the low budget, um, behind it. But at the same time, I think it also attracted like the the discerning eye to see some of the flaws or some of the weak points in it. And I, I just wish it kind of had been a clearer picture. Uh, you can do an 80s aesthetic horror film, but still shoot it um, by modern means. 
But I, I mean, they're the filmmakers. They're the ones making the movie. It's their choice. I don't think it detracts enough like that. I, I'm really upset with it. But I think it might have benefited the film if they kind of went with the clear. You still could have done like the cigarette burns and kind of the the um, film reel flares a little bit. But I, I don't know. That's just something of it that kind of distracted me a little bit while I was watching it. So um, I think uh, overall I'm going to give this one a three out of five. It has room for improvement. Now, what's funny is um, I actually had believed that this was an 80s film, that it was one that was made in the 80s. Not um, because I found it on Amazon Prime, but while I was on my Amazon account one day, I was kind of just looking through stuff and it came up as a recommended the DVD copy of it. And I was like, this is an 80s horror film I've never even heard of. So, um, but I was like looking at kind of the, the case and I was like, nah, I'm not really interested in this. Um, and then funny enough, not long before that it, or after that it, uh, showed up on Amazon prime and I kind of like watched the trailer a little bit and I was like, well, you know, at least this would be one I would just kind of throw on, go to sleep to. Uh, and it's kind of opening scene really uh, attracted my attention and kind of had me buy into the movie. So uh, I definitely think it's worth a watch. Don't go in thinking it's a it's like it's going to be a scary, scary movie. But think of it more as kind of a fun, a celebratory film of the 80s and uh, just kind of a film that it does. Um, and this was an aspect I did like about it, too, is it really kind of. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, kind of honors, uh, Halloween, kind of the spirit of Halloween a lot in it with the character of Sam, because he has these rules about what you do and what you don't do in Halloween. Like, and when he's kind of telling the legend of the barn to some kids at the beginning, he intentionally scares a kid that's not wearing a costume um, because of kind of that violates the rules of Halloween and that kind of, um, violates the rules of the spirit and everything. So I, I, I did like that. I liked Sam having that set of rules and kind of those rules coming from his grandfather, um, and kind of his, his fear. Uh, now there was one thing and I might've missed this. And if you guys decide to watch this movie, uh, you know, DM me or, um, send me an email at critics, not cynics at gmail.com and let me know if you caught it. But there's a moment when he's fighting the boogeyman, the minor, uh, demon, and he's looking at the, the hard hat and it says Daniels on it. Now, I don't know if that's supposed to be a connection to his grandfather because he, like, he looks at it and he recognizes it. Uh, his grandfather was a minor and his grandfather kind of had some type of experience. And then that's why he always would warn or tell the story to Sam as a kid uh, about the the barn and everything. But it almost made me feel like the minor was supposed to be his grandfather and I, I wasn't quite clear on that. And I don't know if that was the intent. I think that it could have used a better explanation or some more background. But with it being on Amazon Prime and you can stream it for free, it's definitely not a waste. You might have more fun with it than I did. I think there's a lot to like about the movie. Um, it just kind of at some points, I just lost my interest in uh, the fact that you have 
you have six six characters, six main characters, and half those characters aren't really interesting. And I get to the point that they're they're cannon fodder, like they're meant to just be straight up kills for the demons, but there wasn't enough like development for those characters and like some characters I would have liked to have seen on the screen longer aren't aren't there long and and I think that that the movie could have been improved for me to empathize with those characters more like the stronger connection I have with Michelle Josh and Sam is because that those characters are better written they're better acted and they uh, have better chemistry with each other so when they are going up against these demons. It's me wanting to see them survive, me wanting to see them kind of make it out of this um, this predicament that they find themselves in. Now, stick through a little bit of the credits. There is a mid-credits scene. Uh, I think it's fun. It's a, it's a nice little kind of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Um, it does have a little bit of an open-closed in- ending, um, I don't want to, you know, spoil anything, but it it makes me wonder if we might see these characters again. Uh, I don't know if it's needed, but at the same time, I had such a strong connection with them. Uh, even if some of their scenes weren't active, I think Josh, the the actor that plays Josh, was the strongest performer out of the bunch. Um, Michelle was second, and Sam was third. Uh, but they all really interacted well with each other that I would love to see these characters again and see what happens after the end of this movie. And if maybe everyone makes it out just fine, uh, cause we're kind of not sure. So, um, but at the same time, I don't want them to do a sequel just to do a sequel. I want them to be able, I would love for them to have a bigger budget and see where, um, they could take it from there and kind of improve on what they did with this one. So now be careful if you are looking this up on Amazon prime to watch, there is another, the barn movie. Um, so make sure you're looking at the one that kind of has the barn cover on the front and the outline of the three demons. Um, that's the best way to be able to, to differentiate the two movies. And I think that other one is a little bit older. This one's from 2016, Um, so, all right, guys, well, uh, that's day 20 for you and we'll see you on day 21. And that means only then 10 days to go until Halloween.